BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and it is Friday. And even though, again, there was no new episode of The Bachelor this week, we have a very special Friday episode, two different interviews. They were both so fun, around 15-ish minutes that I decided to put them both out for you. The first one is Jesse Palmer. You obviously know him as the host of The Bachelor. I caught up with him to talk about Clayton's journey so far, what to expect, snuck in a little question about Chris Harrison and that relationship, and of course, asked Jesse some some questions about his time as The Bachelor himself. And we played a little rapid fire game, and I think it was really fun. So I wanted to start by playing my interview with Jesse Palmer. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Hey, Sarah. What's up? I am great. I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, and let's just do it. Um, obviously, yeah. there was let's no do the up- damn thing. Let's do the damn thing, as Becca Kufrin would say. Um, there's no new episode of The Bachelor this week, obviously. So what can you tell me about next week's episode? I assume we're picking up right at the potential take back Rose Gate situation. Yeah, we've got a cliffhanger right now, for sure. Sierra has just sort of informed Clayton that Cassidy may have a quote-unquote friend with benefits. Of course, Clayton has at this point sort of established a pretty strong connection with Cassidy right out of the gate. He obviously just gave her a group date rose, um, which prompts him to ask me at the end of that last episode, has anybody ever given a rose back before? Um, so that that's sort of where we are right now. You know, one thing people need to know about Clayton's season in general is that on the bachelor, there just are no rules and Clayton is willing to do whatever it takes to find his person. He's going to take risks. He's going to take chances. We've already seen a little bit of that in the first couple episodes, but uh, I think fans moving forward, they've already seen some of it. They're going to see things uh, on this season. They haven't seen in 20 years of watching the bachelor. And we're sort of at a a pretty big moment right now um, with respect to kind of learning about Clayton and what he's willing to do uh, moving forward to find his person. But the most shocking thing that is going to happen this season, is it something we've been teased in the trailer or is it something we don't even know about yet? No, it's something we don't know about yet. I know. <laughs> I know a lot. Well, can know can a you tease me anything else about that? Yeah. I love to no, hear it. It's like, you're going to have to tune in and watch. I know it's like, we have, we have very smart people <laughs> on the show with respect to, to what they're, what they're putting out and, and how they're editing everything and putting it together. But um, there are multiple, multiple moments uh, that I think are going to be very, very eye opening for our viewers at home uh, as this, as the season goes on. I know we always say it's the most dramatic season. Clayton's season's the most dramatic season ever. That because there's so works. many things, there's so many things that, that have never happened before. And I What's think it? as, as the host, I was kind of, there were moments where I was kind of sitting there going, Whoa, like this didn't happen on my season. <laughs> I don't know where we're going right now, but yeah. What, it's, what it's did surprise pretty, pretty you wild. the most about coming back to the franchise in a host yeah. role? 
Yeah, that's a great question. I think number one was the nostalgia coming back. Uh, I remember that first night being back at the mansion and seeing the women get out of the limo and Clayton sit and waiting for them. And then at the rose ceremony that night, I just had this tidal wave of emotion come back. It's always funny how you think you remember everything from seminal moments in your life. Um, And there was just so many great feelings that came back, the nervous feelings, excited feelings, having watched that. Two, what I'm learning is as the host, you really do wear a lot of hats. Um, Sometimes you're you're an advisor role or you're a soundboard for Clayton. you know, oftentimes I was, I was a cheerleader for Clayton, your therapist at times. And I think it's really, as, as I've gotten to know him so much better as time goes on, really a guy who I think is so genuine, so sweet, caring and deserving of this opportunity, but also someone I'm really rooting for. Like I want Clayton to find his person. I know how important it is for him. We all saw that in Michelle's season when he cries talking about wanting to get married, wanting to have kids. And, you know, he knows he's nervous because he knows that this is such a big opportunity for him. And as the host, you know, the pressure on me is to try to help him um, get, get to where he wants to go. You talk, Clayton did get emotional on Michelle's season. We see him get a little emotional in the trailer. There's this mm-hmm. I'm broken moment. We're kind of seeing teased. Can you tell me anything about what leads up to that and how you maybe helped him through what could have been a breaking point in this journey? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I think part of, of the host's role is trying to empathize and sympathize with, with Clayton. Um, having been on the show myself and having gone through a little bit of the, the emotional roller coaster, um, there's just nothing you can do to prepare yourself for this role. Even having been on Michelle's season, it, it's still not enough. And there's just things that Clayton is going to figure out on his own journey um, by himself. And he's really the only one that can do that. I can certainly guide him and give him some advice, but ultimately all of our journeys, bachelors and bachelorettes are unique and different um, um, to us. And so I, I think Clayton is sort of Clayton goes through the spectrum of emotion, the whole gamut uh, on night one, very optimistic, very excited, the art of the possible, you know, my person's here. I feel it. And then the, the feelings of self-doubt creep in. It inevitably happens. I know it happened on my season, not wanting to pick the wrong person, send the wrong person home, always have people that are there for the right reasons. And I think it's just, it's at least it, it, speaking on my own experience. Um, it can be emotionally exhausting. And when you start doubting yourself, it, it can be tough. And so I think you're going to see Clayton kind of run that entire gamut throughout this year. Um, and I think, and I, and I, what's great about him is that he really sort of, um, he surrenders to this process. He lets himself go to really give himself the best chance, which, which I think you have to do. And when you do that, you, you can become pretty emotionally vulnerable. And, and I think, you know, Clayton figured that out this season. I imagine, um, you know, hosting the show, being back in this world has made you think about being The Bachelor more than you have probably in the last decade or so. Um, Do you have any regrets from your time as The Bachelor? No. uh, Well, I forgot someone's name. So that (laughs) But it became so classic. So don't worry about that. That's like, yeah, that was unfortunately, that's a moment that no one's forgotten. So, yes, um, I do regret forgetting somebody's name. That was the first advice I gave Clayton, by the way. Do not forget anybody's name. Having been there myself, I can tell you, nothing good comes of that. You're going to want to stick to this. Just just, just lock in. And he's done a really, really good job of that. Um, I have no regrets. I, I had an unbelievable experience. It was 
back in 2004, this whole reality TV thing was so new and the show was so young. I think in a lot of ways that the show was still kind of figuring itself out. What was it going to become? Um, and it was obviously a huge risk to kind of step out of my comfort zone, a football player to really sort of bear yourself and, and look for love and do it on television at the time was really sort of unique. I had a lot of explaining to do back in the New York Giants locker room that year. Um, the show, the show now, it, it's funny though, but it's like having done that, I think I learned so much about myself on that show. Uh, and I really just sort of went for it. And, and I'm happy. I, did. I you know, it's an awful football analogy. I left it all on the field and it helped me later in my life, like dating, dating later on as, as I grew up and I got more mature until finally meeting my wife, Emily, learning to be vulnerable and opening up and learning to communicate and admitting when my feelings were hurt and talking about how I felt really brought me a, a long way. So um, it, it, it's opened up more doors than I could ever could have imagined personally professionally. And I'm really, really happy. I'm, I'm very, very fortunate that I was given that opportunity to do that back in 2004. On the other side of it, first season down technically filming wise as the host, anything you would do differently um, with how you handled Clayton season in the hosting role or moving forward or any regrets there? No, I, I think I kind of like when I was the bachelor too, I, I just really wanted it to be authentic. Um, and I, I tried to go into it with an open mind and, and just to really just to see myself as, as essentially a servant to Clayton. I mean, this is really about him. And, you know, I put a lot of pressure on myself to try to help him get what he's looking for at the end of all this. I, you know, I've been a big fan of the show ever since I've done it. So I've watched it a ton. And so you can always kind of lean back on things you've seen or, or different, different experiences that you've had as a viewer, but ultimately when you finally get there and you're standing there, um, you know, it's really, it, it was just me trying to be authentic uh, and trying to be organic and, and help Clayton out the best I could. Um, potential pressure. I mean, filling in for Chris Harrison, who had been on the show for so long. Did you feel that pressure and did you talk to him at all? Or did you guys keep in touch even in between your bachelor and hosting time? Yeah. So I didn't talk to him, but again, part of that was me just wanting to really sort of, you know, do this and, and figure this out kind of, kind of my way um, on my own. Um, and and the, again, the biggest pressure I felt was, was trying to help Clayton. I mean, that's, that's the host's big job at the end of all this is, you know, am I giving him the right advice when he asks for it? Am I giving him enough? One thing I really wanted to be careful of, I just didn't want to be overbearing. I didn't want to be like the, the old bachelor who always would kind of pop his head in at the wrong time and go, you know, Clayton, on my season, I would have said this. You screwed that up, young whippersnapper. You need to go ahead and do it this way. Like, I didn't want to be that guy. I just, I just, I, I said to him right from the beginning, hey, man, if you ask for advice, I'll totally be there to give it to you. But um, this is not about me. Our, my journey is different from your journey, different from every other bachelor that's ever done this before. And this is unique to you and, and he's going to figure it out. And so the biggest pressure for me was just being there in the most, in the most truthful, sincere and best way to help Clayton get what he's looking for. For you, what do you think the future in the franchise looks like? Do you, would you want to be involved in a Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelorette? Do you want to stick with The Bachelor? What would your ideal situation be? Yeah, well, <laughs> I have my hands full. <laughs> you got a lot of jobs. To, I'm just trying to, well, I mean, just trying to help Clayton itself is, is, is enough. 
uh, for me right now. But again, as I've said, you know, as a member of Bachelor Nation, as a huge fan, I would, I would absolutely be open um, to having those conversations moving forward. But right now I've got this, this six foot six fo- football player guy looking for, for love. He's, he's, he's overwhelmed at times. He's so excited. I'm just trying to keep my, my focus on him. All right. I have a few rapid fire questions about Clayton and the season. Um, yeah. Can you describe the ending in three words? Ooh, dram- dramatic. Um, let's see. Dramatic. Eye opening is sort of well, two words with a hyphen. Um, love, dramatic, shocking. Perfect. An eye opening is a bonus. Um, okay. Bring back the spy situation that was on your season. Would you be pro or against bringing back a potential spy on a season of the Bachelor? Uh, be- well, because I did it, <laughs> because <laughs> I did it, I kind of have to say I'd be totally for it. It's funny. There were a lot of firsts on my season. This was sort of the whole point of the Bachelor kind of finding itself. First Bachelor to give a, a first impression, Rose. First bachelor to have a spy. First bachelor to have a woman leave the show and then come back. Right. So th- there were a lot going on. Um, I like like a lot of bachelors. You know this. You know that we have this like ingrained insecurity of who's there for the right reasons or who's who's trying to use this as a platform. That's why I, I felt like the spy was was good for me, and, and I was lucky to have my my best friend's wife be be down to doing it, and it really really helped me. Um, it hasn't been done since. Maybe it's been long enough now that if one did get planted, maybe the other woman in the house wouldn't suspect I think it. so. I think so. Yeah, I feel like enough time's passed. I agree. Did you give Kate, did you give Clayton more or less advice than you thought you were going to have to going in? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, I'd say probably about what I thought. I, I made it pretty clear early on again. Look, I, I'm not going to be breathing down your neck. If, if you, if you want to come find me, come find me. And, and, and I'm going to help you out. Um, the thing I think I learned about Clayton really early on with, with, that I really appreciated, uh, he's not afraid to ask questions and he's not afraid to ask for help, which, you know, for a former football player. And, you know, it, that was kind of surprising. I think, I think men in men in general and football players, especially are sort of trained to figure it out and internalize everything. Don't, don't, don't show weakness, whatever you do. Don't admit right. to being confused or lost or unsure, or don't admit you made the wrong decision ever. Um, Clayton is really comfortable in his own skin, and he's very good at stopping down and going, hey, I, I need to know, I need to ask a question. Like Just like what you saw when he found out about, about Cassidy, he, he came and, and found me, and, and you know, we, we'll, we'll, you'll see in the next episode, we, we sort of hash it out and talk it out. And, and then Clayton inevitably always owns his own decision. So um, it, it was probably from an advice standpoint, probably what I thought, you know, it was just when he needs some, I'm, I'm there to give it to him. And hopefully it's good advice. What was harder playing in the NFL, being the bachelor or hosting the bachelor? Oh, uh, well, football, you're, you're, you're trying not to let 300 pound human beings tackle you. True. Being the bachelor, <laughs> you're trying not to get involved in the drama. You're trying not to let you're, you're kind of avoiding these tough, you know, bad relationships and trying to hurt people's feelings. Um, so those are kind of the same ones, a little more physical. Uh, I can say beyond the shadow of a doubt, hosting the show is way less stress and pressure. That's good. (laughs) No tough decisions, no drama. You're just not having to sort of navigate all, all the, all the different relationships. So the easiest job probably is, is hosting. I would say. That makes sense. If you had to yeah. pick Bachelor Monday or Monday Night Football Ooh. to view, 
uh, like in 2003 and 2005, I would have said Monday night football, but now I'm definitely saying bachelor Monday. Like it doesn't, it just, it just feels right. It does. Monday I'm so glad it's back on ABC and stream it on Hulu every Monday. Like every this Monday. has been, a, this has been a hard week and yes. I, I love playoff football, but I got to be honest. And, I, and I've, you know, been interacting with Bachelor Nation and, and, and my family and everybody else. This Monday kind of felt it felt empty. That to game me. didn't do it for me. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you spoke to your final rose recipient, Jessica? Ooh, it's, it's been been a minute. It's been a minute. Fair. Plus, I have a Brazilian wife now who and we have knives in our house. <laughs> so I do have to be careful where I'm, you know, whose DMs I'm opening and, and who I'm talking with. Yes. I'm very, very careful. I've, yeah. I'm, I'm, I like to think I'm smart. You are at this point about that. <laughs> um, and last one, people are always pointing out the similarities between you and Clayton, your clothes, maybe, you know, you guys were football players. You look a little bit alike. Do you see the similarities and were there anything specific in the bachelor role that you think he did that like reminded you of him or just in general, do you see these comparisons? People are saying that you guys are twins. Totally. Yeah. But yeah. Like Clayton and I have this like brotherly, like sibling rivalry thing happening now on social media. We're just like taking shots at each other, left, right and center, which is great. Clayton's like my, my younger, taller, more athletic, more handsome, younger brother who makes me always feel insecure and irrelevant. He's really, really good at that. Um, there was a moment at the Rose Parade in Pasadena where we were taking a picture with a really sweet little girl. And in, in the photo, she kept looking at Clayton and kept looking at me. And she was looking back and forth. And then she looked at me finally and go, are you his dad? Oh, I was like, all right. No, this I'm picture's his, over. I'm his guardian <laughs> angel. <laughs> I'm, his, I'm his conduit of love, damn it. <laughs> what do I look like to you? Oh my my God. joke? I love so, it. So, I, I, so Clayton's done very well at making me feel insecure. Perfect. Well, thank you, Jesse. This was so fun to talk to you. I have to say, I do live in Hoboken, New Jersey. So <sighs> loved that Malibu Diner shout out. You gave him back yes. a happy hour a few weeks ago. Yes. Great place. Um, Giants fan, the whole thing. So very nice awesome. to talk to you about all things Bachelor. You got it. We'll be seeing you down the road. Take care. All right. Have a good one. This week, I also caught up with Ben Higgins and Wells Adams. Together, they are playing in a golf tournament this weekend that you can watch on TV. You will hear them talk about that. But of course, I asked Ben about being a newlywed. I asked Wells for the Sarah Highland wedding update and your bachelor scoop. We got a bunch of VIP questions in. Wells was pretty candid about who he wants on the new season, what he thinks is going to happen with the hosting situation, and got their take on Clayton, what they think so far of the season, him as a lead, and the quote-unquote, I love you drama. Of course, got asked Ben about that as The Bachelor, who was the first to, at least on the show, say I love you to two different people. And they also played Bachelor Trivia, which is a new segment we're trying out here at Us Weekly. They weren't very good at it, but um, it was funny to hear them answer those questions. So here is Ben and Wells. Let's talk about golf. Um, a topic I know so much about. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, tell me about this tournament and why you guys are playing in it and why it is important to you. All right. So we are at the Hilton Grand Vacation Tournament of Champions with the LPGA. And so that's a lot of words for uh, a very simple answer. It's the best women golfers in the world from last year. They had to win a tournament to get into this one Okay. with a bunch of celebrities who are terrible at golf and we're all going to go play golf together on the golf channel and on NBC. 
Amazing. Um, what is it like to play with professional golfers? I mean, it's, it's incredible. I was just right before we came on the interview, I was talking to Wells's brother and Wells about this. I want to play alongside of professional golfers. Cause they, I feel like it, they make me play better because of their rhythm, the way they see the course, the way they hit the ball. I won't hit it like that, but at least I, I get to watch it. Um, and then Wells and I are huge fans of the LPGA. And so being able to now play alongside of the women that we'll watch now for the rest of the year, as they continue their journey with the season is, is honestly incredibly special. So yeah, it's, uh, there's like nerves to it. Uh, but a lot of times it's just kind of like pinch me moments of, I cannot believe I'm getting to do this in a real tournament where it really matters for them. You know, like the first week of dancing with the stars, when there's like an NBA player who has two left feet and he's dancing alongside this amazing dancer and they get no votes yeah. um, in this analogy, we are the uh, two left footed NBA player and they are the amazing dancers and they're just trying to make us look good, which is, uh, which is tough to do. <laughs> I appreciate you putting it in terms that I can understand. Yes. yes. I'd like your audience to understand this analogy better. Yes. I did have a summer of golf camp. Didn't go so well. Um, but tell me a little bit more about the, um, LPGA and like why you like to be associated with it and how it helps bring attention. I know that, you know, women's sports necessarily don't get the justice they deserve. And these golfers are probably badass chicks. Yeah. You can... yeah uh, I mean, like, listen, it's, it's kind of a bummer to know that these amazing athletes on the LPGA, um, they like, if they win a tournament, it's not as much as the guys do. And that doesn't seem fair because uh, they are so freaking good at this game. And so I think that's maybe the kind of the idea of why we're here is to get more eyes on the sport um, and to get more people in seats and more people paying attention because it, it is insane how good these women are at golf. Um, I've played my entire life. I grew up on a golf course. I work really hard at it and I'm not even like within a stone's throw of how good these women are at golf. Like it's not even close. And so just to sit back and kind of, uh, admire how good they are, um, is, really fun for us. And I think that's something that we want everyone else to, to see and appreciate because yeah, it's, it's so cool to see how good these girls are. I mean, we watch Wells and I watch a lot of golf too. Like we'll text about the tournaments going on. I I'm surprised if anybody loves golf. And I know there's a lot of people out there, especially during the pandemic that picked up a golf club, maybe for the first time and fell in love with the sport that they're not watching these women play. Like, I don't understand how they're not. It, it, they're, they're incredible to be around. They're incredible personalities. They're incredible to watch in the golf course. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping like this tournament does that. It gets good TV ratings. A lot of people tune into it for a lot of reasons. They want to see, you know, us hit it into the trees and hack it around. Uh, but I also think there's a level where they're probably admiring just how great these women are. So we're hoping for the rest of the season, they'll continue the same thing. I mean, I'm not, I was not kidding when I said there'll be a moment. I was telling Wells this before we got here. Like there'll be a moment when you're walking down the fairway and you're playing alongside of somebody you've watched on television and they hit it to, you know, three foot from 200 yards out. And it's just like, I cannot believe I get to have a front row seat at this. Uh, it's, yeah. it's so special. Are you nervous at all about playing golf on TV? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a secret though. What is yeah. it? One shot of tequila before we tee off each day. 
Even if it's oh. 30 in the morning, it just I thought, you, I thought you were going to say each hole. And I was like, Ben, you're going to be hammered. <laughs> no, no, no. Just one. Just between the first hole. Okay. That's good. That's oh, good. Like, did you see when? <laughs> that is so funny. Um, okay. Ben, congratulations. You're newlywed. I talked to you right before you walked down the aisle. How are you feeling? Anything, anything feel different? I did walk down the aisle after we talked. Um, Good. Feel different. I, I mean, I Your think, left hand feels different. Yeah. I got a tattoo of a ring on my finger now. Right. Love it. That's, that's special. Um, yeah. Things feel different. You know, it's, it's different when we were pretty, like we had some boundaries in our life when it came to what kind of conversations we would have. Uh, and one of those was, you know, let's not talk too much about the future until we're committed to spending the future together. And, you know, so more conversations happened about houses and where we'd move to and, you know, those kind of things once we got engaged. But now that we're married, everything involves us. Like everything is us together. And so that does feel different. It's also really exciting. Um, I've always said this about uh, Jessica is she makes my life uh, in an odd way easier uh, a lot better, a lot more fun. She takes a lot of stress away. Uh, she doesn't put a lot of burden or weight on my shoulders. And so to me, life's just gotten more fun. Uh, it's, but it's also great to think through like our five-year and 10-year plan together now that we know we're going to be spending that together. Nice. Um, well, you're going to get down the aisle this year. How are the wedding plans going? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> uh, third time's a charm. We had to postpone two years in a row because of um, this pandemic. So I think we're hoping that that's what's going to happen. And I think I've told you this before, if it doesn't, then we're getting a limo and like some bad suits and we're going to Vegas and we're just knocking this thing out. Cause, uh, eventually we need to get married. It's weird because we were doing the math. We've been engaged longer than we have been. We were dating, wow. you know, that's that, true. I think so. And like, oh that's goodness. not, that's not good, but it feels like we're married. I mean, we, we bought a house together. We have two dogs together. Um, so it got, we kind of feel like we're, we're married. Um, but at this point we just want to have the big celebration for all of our rich friends to give us uh, amazing gifts because I need a La Crusette set. Um, I need a stand mixer for all the things I'm going to cook and yeah. we'll yeah, you know, so the heads of uh, ABC and Disney, um, we need you uh, to get in that registry soon. I know. I was going to say, like, screw Bachelor alums. You have like modern family alums that are going to bring good stuff. We don't offer a lot. <laughs> Let's be honest. We're going from the Target. Uh, we're going on the, on the other side and, and those other alums can go, you know, for the new car. Yeah. We're Ty Burrell and Dewey, Bo, Dewey Bowen. Those are the people that are really going to give the good gifts. I'm not sure if Ben's hooking it up with, uh, with some amazing stand mixer. Maybe. But I, I love well. If you do well I this weekend, he might have some extra <laughs> yeah. spending cash. For my All, right. All right. I hope you guys win. Um, I know you talk golf on your, when you text you, did you talk wedding stuff? Ben, did you give Wells any advice? Wells, did you ask or strictly golf in the, in the group text? You know, I let's I think you've been uh engaged a lot longer than Jessica. Now. Yeah. Um and we were engaged a long time. Yeah. So no, I, I feel like most of our talk is uh golf. <laughs> I we haven't talked wedding much, except there has been moments where you're like, hey, we're getting delayed again, or like there's been dip, like plans thrown around, but 
No, I feel like our texts are mostly not talking about love and weddings. I learned a lot from his wedding, though. And so I'm going to implement some of the things that we found uh, at his beautiful wedding into, into ours. That's My awesome. Was um, as a, uh, I was an usher and I ushed the hell out of that wedding. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you guys think I'm a good bartender? You've never seen me ush before. <laughs> Uh, but as an usher, I got like a little goodie bag and Ben gave, uh, all of us, um, underwear with his face on it. Oh, that's nice. Let's all wear that, that day. Yeah. Um, so are you going to order, order those? (laughs) You're getting, my face is going to be on your junk wedding the night. (laughs) Perfect. Or you should wear them at the golf tournament. They might be lucky. I brought them. I did too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Anyone watching at home can know that that's what's happening, (laughs) but they can't see. Um, I got to ask you guys a few questions about Bachelor. Clayton, obviously people weren't necessarily thrilled. We are two episodes in. Are you watching? Are you into it? I can think. You go first. Um, I am watching. I have uh, the Almost Famous podcast uh, that we break down The Bachelor. You know... So I watch, I, nowadays I scroll through like faster than I usually uh, would. Am I into it? Yes. Because I think it's going to be a good season. And I, and I say that because some of our favorite seasons of all times have been where the bachelor is just getting drowned with drama and confusion and chaos. And we get to watch it and we get to vid- like see it through our screens and we don't have to be there and we don't have to be the bachelor during that time. And I think this is how that season's going to go. I hope it ends well for him. Uh, I don't know Clayton as a guy, uh, as a guy at all. I hope he's a good dude. Uh, we don't know anything about him as fans. I think that's pretty obvious at this point. I don't think anybody's questioning that. I think everybody's a little confused on that. Uh, but I have really enjoyed seeing how he's trying to make these decisions amongst the chaos. And I think for the rest of the season, I'll enjoy watching that. I just wouldn't want to be him. Listen, I know there's, there's a lot of um, critiques of Clayton um, and, one, I would say it's not fair. And two, to Bachelor Nation, I would say it's misguided for this reason and this reason only. Yes, he's the lead of the show. But when you're the lead of the show, you're not the star of the show. It's all the women and they're the stars of the show. And from what I've seen from the first two episodes, there seems to be a lot of stars on this show. And so I guarantee you this is going to be a very, very good season just because they seem to have a lot of um, fun contestants on the show. A lot of personality. A lot of personality. Yes. I know it's early, so we don't really know their names quite yet. But, Wells, is there anyone from this season or who we just saw in Michelle's season that you would want to see in Mexico? Absolutely. Don't know their names, but the girl that was engaged, got to get her down. To Sally. Sa- I need Sally there. And you know what? I might need Sally's fiance down there. He wasn't even on the show, but you know what? Let's give him a shot, guys. Excited for that. Um, there was a girl that was talking to another woman who looked exactly the same as her. They were both blonde. Um, she yes. started to a third person. Don't remember her name, but I want both of them down there immediately. Like, is it Chantel? Or, I can't remember. It was Shanae and Cassidy, I think. She went to Shanae in the third person. Yes. Her down there. Um, and then there are some people from the past that I want to see back, you know, I want to see Peter down there. Maybe who knows what's mm-hmm. going to happen. Um, cause you know, Becca did something for us this last season that no other lead had done, which was 
uh, create a precedent where leads can come down to paradise. And that made for a lot of fun and it worked for re- it worked amazing. Yeah, for really and, Yeah. And Thomas is awesome. Like he got kind of a bad rap the first time around, right. but he's a super sweet guy. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, we've got nothing but like amazing options for paradise this season. Love it. Um, I actually talked to Jesse Palmer a couple hours ago and I asked him if he wanted to be involved in bachelor in paradise, if he was gunning for your job and he didn't make it seem like he was. So how does that make you feel? Well, it's good to hear. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, thank God, Jesse. You don't want the 17th job this year. All right. Uh, listen, I like Jesse a lot. We worked together, um, kind of before he was announced as, uh, the host of the bachelor is a super sweet guy. He's very, very good at his job. Um, he's very good at his ESPN job as well. So, um, but yeah, maybe that's because too much sun down there. Like he, like, I'm not sure if his, his complexion could handle all that. Yeah. He looks like he burns really easy. So yeah, you know, you can sit this one out, Jesse, if you want. Amazing. Um, did, would you want them to do like the guest rotating hosts again, or do you want to just, do you want the cake or both? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like hanging out with David Spade on a beach filming a television show is pretty freaking awesome. Uh, kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, the truth of the matter is, is that like uh, the stars of that show are not the people who are hosting it or the people who are serving drinks. The stars are the people who are in those relationships and the best jobs are done by the people who are able to take a step back and let the story unfold. Um, so it's a roundabout way of saying like, I would love to have anyone who wants to come down there. Ben can come down and hang out with me as much as he wants. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, is that I want everyone to focus on what's important, which is the love stories. And so sometimes that could come across as a little convoluted if there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Um, but I'm just excited to get back down there. It was so much fun to do this last season. It was a return to normalcy because we had taken a year off and, you know, not to pump my own, my own tires up too much, but that show's success rate is really good. So um, I, I want to see more beautiful love stories unfold uh, in on a crab infested beach. I I'll go on the record here and say, I want Wells to be the host of Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, so I'll answer the question and say, perfect. my vote is that Wells Adams should be the host of Bachelor in Paradise. My vote is that Ben's the host of Old People Bachelor. That would be, <laughs> be my vote too. So thank you. The AARP version of The Bachelor, this guy's the host. Is that ever going to happen? They've been teasing the casting of that for like two years. Well, I would love to say I knew because I was within those conversations, <laughs> but I'm not. So I've been know. left out. Yeah, I've been left out. Um, last question about Clayton, Ben. You always get the credit, blame, dissociation, whatever you word you want to call it, for the I love yous of the multiple women. I think it was great personally for as a viewer, but um, where do you stand now looking back? And with me, you know Clayton says it three times to three different women with like how that word should be used. What would you say should as either a viewer or as a bachelor, whichever way you want to take it, where do you stand with, with the L word being used on the show? Cause for a long time, they didn't say straight up. I love you to anyone. And then you happened. <laughs> well, I think, yeah. I'm, as a compliment, Ben, you know what I mean? It was a compliment. Ben's parents are in this room right now. And it's so incredible. Um, no, you're uh Okay. So I did break the seal. Uh, I think it was going on for a long time. I don't know if anybody was ever saying it. Uh, I know they weren't showing it. I look back now 
And I would say, Hey, it's just not a wise thing to do. It's not helpful. I, I, you know, I don't know what the benefit of telling anybody that is unless like, you know, you're going to be with them or, you know, there's something in the future for you. I, I know that's how a lot of people feel because you're in an environment where you're dating and you're connecting and then you get to the end and you're looking around, you're like, I want this person to know how I feel about them because I don't know where this is going to go. So you say it and then you look back and like, that was probably hurtful for everybody involved, including the person that said it. So I would just advise any lead, but I mean, since I did it, many have done it. Uh, so nobody's listening to my advice and that's fine. A lot of people don't. I would just say, don't say it like hold it in or like, you know, tell yourself it or talk to your pillow. I also though think that what we've seen with Clayton is something that we haven't seen before, which again is not wise is when he also said, Hey, I was intimate with two of you or three of you, whatever the the number was there. That's probably just, I don't know in what scenario you feel like that's going to be helpful. Uh, something at the end of this thing takes a turn that we are, we haven't seen yet or expecting yet. And I think it's going to put him in a situation to be as open and vulnerable and as honest as possible, or he's just word vomiting. And that could not end well for him. I would, th- I would think. Yeah. Only ends well for us at Us Weekly. Um, a few Bachelor trivia questions and then one more question about golf and women and everything, and I'll let you guys go. We're doing this new trivia game where we have a few questions, see if you guys can answer them about the show if you're down. Okay. What was the name of the first Bachelor? And bonus, if you can tell me what he did for a living. Wasn't he a millionaire? Yeah, I think he was an investment banker. I can see his face. I don't know his name. His name was Alex Michelle. And he was a media industry executive, Close, but I think he was pretty rich. Um, Which bachelor lead appeared in dude, where's my car sliders and cruel intentions. Um, Johnny O I think his brother started Johnny O the golf brand. Golf brand. Yeah. So O'Connelly or something like that. Charlie O'Connell. Charlie O'Connell. Yes. Jerry O'Connell's brother. Brother. Oh, there you go. He was stand by me. Yes. Jerry O'Connell was, and his brother had like a brief acting situation until he became the bachelor. And I think that killed that. Which former bachelorette has the most followers on Instagram? Hannah Brown. Hannah. Do you know how many she has? More than me. Yeah. 2.4 <laughs> million. 2.5. And to know who's second, you both know her. Um, Caitlin. No, Jojo. Almost. Jojo. Oh, I should know that one. <laughs> I was on her show. How many seasons were there of The Bachelor before The Bachelorette came out? Okay, what are we on right now? Because that's misleading because there was years they skipped The Bachelorette. Oh, I'm going to go with seven. What'd you say? Seven. Eight. Two. So they did The Bachelorette with Trista and then they started skipping. Um, And the last one, who is the only person (laughs) for us? uh... (laughs) We're doing awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys don't just like read the bachelor Wikipedia page and I don't know what you're doing. Who is the only person to be named the bachelor twice? Uh, Brad Wilmot. Yes. Yeah. Is there any bachelor or bachelorette who is now single that you think should do it again? I would have said Becca Cooper, but she's with Thomas. Tasha. Yeah. Yeah. She needs a full season. Yeah. She, True. There's a full season. And March is international women's month. So we're asking everyone if they could tell us about a woman in their life that inspires them and why. Besides, obviously, these amazing golfers that you're playing with. It's easy. My mom's in the room. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'd say I've been surrounded by some incredible women, like since the beginning. You know, I could go back to like moms that brought me in when I was an only child, to my mother, 
you know, to Jessica, to her mother. Um, and so I think all of them have inspired me because they just, they have a resilience and a grit, um, a way of seeing the world, a way of processing the world. Like even today, uh, I had a blister on the back of my foot. My mom found band-aids within a couple minutes. Uh, I, it would have taken me an hour. My caddy, my dad would have never found them. Um, <laughs> they just, they have, they just have a way at, uh, making life more enjoyable, uh, and making life more fun. That's I feel like the only right answer right now, uh, in this current climate is Betty White. Uh, I believe Betty White is the correct answer for this. Um, have you ever met her? No. Oh. But you know, I like to think that like, I know her, Yeah. you know, I get that. Um, comedic genius uh i feel like single-handedly was um i feel like the savior of 2022 you know yeah. she passed away right before the end of the year and i feel like the reason why 2022 is going to be so great is because you know betty white gave herself for all of us mm. and i love her i think we all do that was really sweet the Hilton Grand Vacations Tournament of Champions airs when and where? It's on the Golf Channel on Thursday and Friday, and then it's on NBC over the weekend, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. It's it's worth the watch. It's going to be great. And you get to see Wells and I. We're going to put some money down. We're going to be competing against each other. We're going to have a blast. So please tune in, uh, especially to support the uh, these incredible women who are so talented. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about this podcast, and come back every week for more Bachelor breakdowns. Mm-hmm.